Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, welcome back to the Outdoor Drive podcast. And uh, happy Memorial Day for those that we didn't say it to before, right, Stephen? Thank you, yeah. Stephen. We appreciate yeah, well, well, don't thank me, man. Memorial Day is about the guys that didn't make it home. They're That's about right. the the true heroes the guys that gave it all so don't thank me don't thank the other vets keep us in your hearts but this weekend was all about those who didn't make it that's right we got to think about those who allow us to be free and do this who've lost their lives overseas but we appreciate you guys joining us here on the outdoor drive podcast this is your boy east coast trev and this is steve this is Steve. Man, I'm going to forever bust you on that, I think. And I think it'll never change. I'm, I'm waiting for you guys to tell me to change my handle to just Steve. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. You probably should do so. No. <laughs> I so at this point, that. I think everybody already just goes, you know, just Steve. Just Steve. I think it's kind of funny, but whatever. It's all good, man. I'll tell you, it's kind of crazy. So now all the turkey seasons have now closed. Everything's kind of like back to fishing. I don't know, it's just, it's weird, man. It's, it's surreal. It's kind of like a, a weird transition from go, 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 balls to the wall, nonstop, just wearing yourself out to what feels like more relaxing, but you're really not. You're actually going longer and harder. You're just chilling on a boat. Well, for me, right? So it's June, f- it would be June 4th, June 5th, whatever. And the thing is that now that the the fishing season, right, for me starts, is it's that much closer to another deer season. Right. And it's going to come up quick the way this year has gone. That's what I'm saying. Like, bro, we're in June 1st. It's only a couple months away before we're shooting whitetails again. I can't believe that. And speaking of that, honestly, so if you guys haven't already, the bow hunting league on our last podcast, we had on Ben and DA about the bow hunting league. It's the world's largest or yeah, world's largest white or deer competition, free deer competition. Um, sign up started on uh, Tuesday, June 1st. And so you have two other you and two other teammates. Um, if you guys need a team or whatever, we have a little list going on on the Outdoor Drive Facebook page of guys that, you know, want to get on a team. Um, so just just a thought, food for thought. Get on over there. Do the one shot. Um, I've recently signed up. Steven's going to sign up here in the next couple of days. So, guys, don't miss out on it. It's a free thing. They're recognizing the biggest buck in each state. And even if you're in Canada for, you know, Steph and Trevor up there in Alberta, they actually recognize Canadians also. So. It's always a kind of cool thing, right? So I would get over there and check that thing out. I think it's going to be a really cool thing. They shoot some absolute giants, giants. And there's no shaming involved when you shoot anything. It's that a shame-free zone. 
that's one thing that's so cool about it. I got to talking with a couple of my buddies who are on the bow hunting league and they had donated a charter, uh, pelagic beast, um, a shark charter for the, the biggest buck shot in new England. And I was like, Hey man, what do you think about the bow hunting league? Are you going to get on a team? Da, 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 da. And he was like, yeah, he goes, I really like it because there is no shaming. And some of these guys that are in Kansas, Iowa, Illinois, they shoot these giants, but they don't go and make fun of you for only shooting a 110 incher. They recognize you as an outdoorsman. And I think it's, I think it's a great place, man. It's a good, safe place here in 2021. So go and check them out. Make sure you get on there and uh, come and hang out with the boys. Do the one shot, man. Steven, where is your one shot? It's somewhere in the 40 in the target last night. <laughs> oh, you did it? No, no. I just oh. I shot 40 arrows. I just didn't film one shot. <laughs> so you get one. This week is one shot, 45 yards, one inch circle. Pretty simple, right? I failed at the the first one I did. I did last week was a it's twenty yards, one inch circle, and I was an inch out. No, you're just setting false expectations. <laughs> Nobody needed to know that. <laughs> I got you, man. I got you. Can't you. come in swinging, dude, like Mark McGuire, man. You got to go in there and do it right. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. It's all good all good but i'm i'm really honestly looking for whitetail season again i think i'm i have that like mindset in me like i'm just i'm so ready for it how about you oh i am all over the place trying to get my head wrapped around this fall it it's gonna be fun i agree i totally agree speaking of why don't we thank those who uh who partnered up with us man what do you think yeah, man, run them through. All right, we'll go Gator Outdoors. Um, GatorOutdoors.com. Use promo code OUTDOORDRIVE25. Save yourself 25% off of all the Gator gear, uh, especially with deer season coming up. They got a lot of cool stuff, a lot of new stuff coming out. Uh, the kill cap is out and up and running. So how that works, pretty simple. You shoot a deer, take a picture with uh, your kill cap, and then they'll send you a T-shirt. Uh, a kill cap t-shirt which this year is actually really cool the bloody circle i think it's pretty cool sir pretty cool thing um nor'easter game calls nor'eastergamecalls.com get them in close uh we are now working on or mark is working on um the 2021 grunt tube series which is phenomenal by the way i don't know if you guys have seen wild posts, if you haven't seen posts on it um, and that's not even the first to come, right? So that's, he's working on this. That's one of the series or one of the, you know, the new 2021 models, but he's also got something else going, going on in the shop. That's going to be even cooler. He's going to start doing metal inlays. Um, he had posted the other day, a, a duck call. So he's got this new tool. So he's actually going to take the calls and take them to the next level. So if you guys haven't got over there, get over to noystergamecalls.com and check him out. Uh, what he's got going on. Check him out on Instagram, Facebook. It's really cool to follow around long what Mark actually has going on in the shop. Uh, Timber Tumblers, TimberTumblers.com. Um, they make all of our custom tumblers, dog dishes. Uh, you name it, he makes it. Uh, they're, they're just the, bad, the, the, the best thing that's got going on here. Yetis, you know, so go and get it. You can get it with your logo, our logo. Uh, you can get it right on their website. Out on the Limb Manufacturing, Out on the Limb mfg.com they are i don't what where would you even put them steven like they have 
everything? Yeah, they're they're more or less a tree stand hunter and self filmer supply shop. Yeah, it's all innovative, new things. They just came out with the Hush, which is the new tree stand. This thing is insane. Uh, it straps on with the uh, Shakar sticks right on it. You got to check it out. If you guys haven't already, get on over to outonthelimmfg.com and check yours out. And, you know, with the season coming up and everyone kind of thinking self-filming, get yourself a camera arm. It's okay. It's okay. Come into the realm of filming. I dare you. <laughs> Be right? prepared. Yeah, I mean, it's that's that's one of those things. If you guys haven't already, also get onto our YouTube page and kind of see what, what we do in our self-filming world. A uh, lot of cool things on there. Um, and you can actually see, well, actually, I don't want to tell you that to go and look at our self-filming videos because mine are horrible because I have the worst fluid head ever. So it doesn't <laughs> show any type of justice when it comes to my camera arm. My camera arm functionality is great. My fluid head is negative. So. Which, just to clarify, the fluid head is aftermarket. It does not come on the arm. You can buy one from him, but the one Trev has does not come from out on a limb. Well, mine came <laughs> from Amazon for like six ninety nine. I bought the cheapest one. I just went yep. whatever. And it shows. <laughs> yeah, so Lessons it's going to get learned. changed this year. I, I think it makes my videos nice. You get natural shake in it. I'm always really no because <laughs> the thing is you have to like over you have to overcompensate, go past it, and then work it back. So it's like just makes crappy video constantly, but but it, it makes video. Is. Yeah, whatever. I don't care, man. I think it's time to get a new camera too because like in the bottom left hand corner of my screen all the time, it's always blurry. I don't know if you ever noticed that, but it drives me bonkers. Sometimes like when I'm editing film, I gotta crop it out because it just drives me absolutely bonkers. But Get on over to the YouTube page, man. Check us out, The Outdoor Drive on YouTube. we got a little bit of everything for you. Uh, got some really cool things coming, a couple cool hunts on there. Uh, we got the recipes for Captain Seth. we got all kinds of stuff on there, some new stuff coming that uh, you guys aren't ready yet for. So check them out. Subscribe. Hit the notification button. Kind of keep on what we're going. We're kind of going down that route and going to get a little bit more busy on that side. So it is what it is. For sure. What do you well, think, dude? Yeah, I was just sitting here reminiscing, thinking about everything we got coming up in the next two weeks. We, we yeah. got a busy schedule coming. I kind of forgot about that, honestly. I How don't do you forget about it? it? I don't even want to think about it. Because, <laughs> like, it's like, it's we have an 18-hour drive to Illinois. And then we're going to get out of the car in Illinois. And we're going to jump on an airboat. We're going to bowfish the night away. Then we're going to wake up, shoot the shoot, go to sleep. Oh, no. I'm sorry. We have to go to the after party. Then we're going to leave the after party, go to bed, wake up, and then drive 18 hours back home. Yep. That sounds like a great time. Good way to spend a weekend. A whole weekend in Illinois. We're going to drive to Illinois. For a weekend. The grind, man. Where did, where did, I mean, this is where it starts right here. This is where it all begins. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys are going to go to Illinois, we look forward to seeing everybody who is going to the shoot. Um, I can't wait to shake hands, see everybody, meet everybody. There's a lot of people that are going that I've been looking forward to meet and haven't been there in the past couple of years. Um, but if you guys are going to go, 
um, you know, we're coming through town. If you guys want to convoy through, just let us know. Join up with us. You're going to miss out on some of it's going to be an awesome weekend. There's some really cool things going on out there. Uh, great people, great prizes. It's always good to catch up with the working class boys. So make sure to, you know, if you guys want to drive the 18 hours, you know, you probably should come and hang out with us. But you're, you're going to miss out on a lot of good stuff. What's one night of driving? Yeah. Ain't it's nothing. nothing. Come on. Bring it on. Sleep when you're dead. Yeah, that's right. I think we need a helicopter. So if anybody wants to donate a helicopter to the outdoor drive, we'd be more than willing to take it in. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Speaking of, do you hear that? Is that a helicopter? No, no, that's the radio. You need to turn it up. Okay, here we go. Hey everyone, Mike here with some news for your cruise. We're going to turn our attention to wolves yet again, uh, and this time not in the U.S., but in Spain, where after a long legal battle with regional authorities, mostly in northern Spain, a ban on hunting wolves will take effect in September. Until now, hunting was allowed in some regions on a strictly controlled basis. Uh, Spain and Portugal are thought to be home to about 3,000 wolves, the largest lupine population in Europe, and wolves kill about 15,000 farm animals across Spain each year. Uh, the wolf will be declared a wild animal in special protection, which makes hunting them illegal. The battle has been between hunters and, and agriculture and those who see the region becoming a center for lupine tourism. Uh, hunters in some parts of northern Spain have displayed the carcasses of dead wolves in public to show that they will not give up the pastime easily. Uh, and it just goes to show that the challenges we face here in the States uh, do expand much further. So now on to Georgia, where the application period for quota hunts opened on June 1st. Hunters can now apply electronically for quota hunts, including youth hunts, alligator, deer, waterfowl, dove, and turkey. <clears throat> the quota hunts allow for a specific number of hunters on particular WMAs or other state-managed properties uh, and provide for excellent hunt opportunities. Applications are simple. Uh, you can go to www.gooutdoorsgeorgia.com and select quota hunts and follow the application steps. The application deadlines do vary uh, with some of the deadlines being July 15th for alligator, August 15th for dove, including adult child hunts, and September 1st for all deer, including youth hunts. Uh, you can also go to georgiawildlife.com to view uh, selection odds based on the previous year's applicants. Now to Montana, where non-resident students uh, at Montana universities and colleges may now qualify for resident rates on hunting and fishing licenses next year. This is due to the governor signing House Bill 647. Uh, the drive behind this new law is there has been a decline in non-resident students purchasing big game licenses. Uh, the bill sets up a reciprocity system based on fees uh, charged in other states in an effort to bolster license sales. Under 2015 legislation, the non-resident student licenses went from about $70 in 2015 to more than $500 today, resulting in an 80% drop in the student license sales over that time period. Uh, the new bill sets up two categories of non-resident student licenses. If the state the student is a resident of does not offer a discount to Montana residents attending college there, the rate remains at half the normal license rate. Uh, and if the state offers a resident rate to non-resident college students, a student from that state may purchase a hunting and fishing license at the Montana resident rate. 
Uh, I hope this will kind of start a chain reaction <clears throat> of sorts with other states uh, in an effort to promote more uh, young hunters taking a field. So now uh, let's come back east to Massachusetts, where in response to pushback uh, from the state's hunting and fishing community, the state announced that the previously proposed hunting and fishing license increases will be phased in over the next five years instead of all at once uh, as originally proposed. This is an effort to balance the needs of the outdoor community uh, and the Department of Fishing Games budget. It will start. Uh, it will still result in 77% increase over the next five years in those fees. Uh, under the revised proposal, most people who hunt and fish will see a $3.50 increase uh, each year through 2026, and various stamps uh, that were originally slated to increase from $5 to $20 will be raised to 10. In addition, the department will be seeking legislative approval for Sunday hunting, which was a big ticket item in the response that they got uh, to be able to provide more hunting days uh, for the public. The proposed increases originally presented in February uh, were the first in 26 years, and the fees have only been increased once in the last 40 years in the state. Uh, the reason for the increase is not uh, just increased costs for the department, but the decrease in various license sales over the last 26 years of between 20 and 50%. Uh, I haven't seen any feedback on the recent proposal. I saw a lot on the original one uh, with those uh, steep hikes, uh, but it appears the Department of Fishing Game has made a solid effort to compromise. Um, so kudos to those who commented uh, and provided feedback to the department on those proposed increases. It shows we can make a difference. So with that, as always, if you have any news to send to me, uh, hit me up on Facebook at Mike Salter or on Instagram at bearded underscore bowhunter21. And with that, enjoy the rest of your ride. There we go. You know, we're going to, we need to bring Mike with us. Well, there's a difference between bringing Mike with us and Mike being able to get away to go with us. <sighs> so true. I'd love to have him along. Yeah, someday. He's a, he's a busy man. He is a busy man. Especially when he's doing the news for Cruz. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate you doing it for us. As always, you're the man. Well, you want to get down with the family? I do. Be loyal. You know, get a little knowledge drop and some heads up here before we do our little bow fishing excursion. And yeah, that yeah. it couldn't lined up any better, right? Yeah, yeah. We get to listen to the master and then turn around and go look like amateurs. It's gonna be fun. This dude holds he he stays he stays very uh humble, but Nick holds some records. He does some things. He's been around the block. His kid holds some he holds three world records. If you guys haven't, go back to episode I think it's in the top five. I think it's episode two. Is it really? I think so. But Bo Samson, you can listen to his podcast on his world records and then uh come over and listen to Nick from Mob Squad. And uh, Bowfishing Magazine, right here. All right, let's turn it over. Here's Nick. Big Nick. Medium Nick. <laughs> nice shot. Here comes a shooter. Shooter. Big buck. Stack, stack, stack.
All right, welcome back to the Outdoor Drive Podcast. We have our buddy Nick Sampson on the line. Nick, you there, buddy? I'm here. What's up? What's going on? I'm all excited because I'm not going to be outshadowed this time. Why is that? I don't have the 10-year-old mid with me. <laughs> don't let him hear and that. I'm not, I'm not being politically incorrect either because he's just my mini-me is what I'm talking about, my 10-year-old. <laughs> so he's not going to outshine me. And uh, so, you know. It, for you guys that have been listening along for a long time, Bo Sampson was, is actually Nick's son, and we picked him over Nick um, in the Harrisburg trade show. Um, actually, it was, it was episode two. I think it was. It was in our first weekend of being a podcast. So now we decided that I think it would it would be about time that we have Nick come in and join us. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, absolutely. My daughter was trying to come in, so I had to sneak out to the truck. And uh, she was like, oh, Bo got to be on the first one, so I get to be on the second one. I'm like, no, this one's mine. <laughs> so not, not only did you not bring the kids, you only brought half of yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just about there. Been uh, been on a, a pretty good mission for the last 18 months. To actually, it's almost 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 19 months now of uh, kind of a overhaul, if you would call it. Got some new hips, April 7th. So kind of I'm ahead of the ball game on that. Got two brand new hips, so I'm a little bit of a robot, and uh, peeled off about 180 pounds. They call me the Keto Guido now. And, nice. Uh, yeah. So uh, really just been uh, rocking that out. So that's been, that's been huge. That's so awesome. Just, Congratulations, yeah. man. That's a lot to get through. I appreciate through. it. And you look really yeah, good, been, man. I appreciate it. So been feeling good. And once these hips are a hundred percent here, it's, uh, it's going to be, man, it's ain't nothing safe. As a uh, as a killer used to say one day, um, before he killed a little too much. Well, <laughs> it's kind of crazy because you went through the hip surgery and not even it wasn't all that long, and you were already in the turkey woods. I <laughs> I killed a turkey twenty six days after a double hip replacement. My man. So, yeah, I uh, the doctor said that uh, I was okay to use the walker. But I ended up being off the walker three weeks, three, one day after three weeks to the day, uh, I was, I got cleared to be on the cane. Um, and uh, one of my buddies went out and put a blind up for me on a food plot that I had. And uh, I got set up in a blind, took my time, just slow and easy and uh, was covered up with birds. You know, it was just, it was absolutely stupid. I shot this bird first thing in the morning. And uh, couldn't leave the blind because then all of a sudden I was just covered up in jakes. I had like 10 jakes that just kept coming in and uh, and just sat back and called all my buddies and kept FaceTiming them with the jakes in front of me and just enjoyed the morning. That's awesome. So Talk about a round yeah. of positivity, huh? Oh, it is. It's just and that's what I'm all I mean, you know, I'm all about that because without without being positive, you can't do a lot of things. You know, and uh, I've said it on about any any podcast or even if you just see me in in, in person, I can't I can't get probably 90 percent of yeah, probably 90 percent of the things I do. I can't get 
done if if I didn't make my mind um, do what it does, you know, being by being, you know, overly positive and with the support of my wife. You know, they're the two things. If it, if it wasn't those things, um, you know, with my wife having my back no matter what, even when I screw up or, you know, whatever, and uh, and being super positive about everything in general, um, you just, you ain't getting stuff done, you know? Absolutely. So, I mean, we talk on the phone a bunch and, and you know how it is. It's, uh, you know, if you don't get pumped up and get positive about what you got going on and make yourself think that you're, uh, you know, an extra, you know, just a levels above where you actually are, you know, you just, you're not going to get where you need to be. That's right, man. Well, why don't we wind it back real quick? Why don't you tell everyone who you are, where you're from and what you do? We did miss that, didn't we? We did, man. Yeah, yeah. Nick kind of, so, Nick kind of, uh, Nick is kind of. He like takes it over. You know what I'm saying? And I fell, love it. Like, we fell off the boat right into the water. <laughs> I do sometimes. You got you get me all into it, and I got excited about the turkey stuff. It's like having but, uh, fam. So it's. <laughs> yeah. So my name is Nick Sampson, and uh, uh, I'm 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 in Pennsylvania. Uh, I grew up in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, home of the Little League World Series, and I'm a little bit south of that, outside of Harrisburg now. And uh, I have a marketing business, a production business, and a consulting business. That's kind of, that's my main everyday job. And besides that, uh, I have a bow fishing brand and, um, and just, I live for the outdoors. That's just what I do. Um, a bow fishing magazine. My, Can't forget about the Oh magazine. yeah, I have that too. I, I, I. I do. If it has to do with the outdoors, I'm pretty much in it. So that's our new venture. That that was that was my COVID my COVID creation. You know, I was bored one day and I said, "Yeah, what can I do today during COVID?" Because I'm bored. And there was no magazine and you know, and and bow fishing. So I come up with the idea of bow fishing magazine, and it's absolutely rocking out, and we're crushing it. The cool thing about the magazine too is it's not only it's not like a hard copy; it's nope. a virtual copy totally digital and uh no 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 wasted paper no print it's not you know it's 100 percent free subscription all you do is sign up you know bowfishmagazine.com you just sign up for it it comes to you in an email um you can go on the website and just you can you can look at the the most recent issue and the cool thing with the magazine is you can see um anything that's in the, in the magazine you can click on the links and it'll take you right to it so if you see a new product that's on there and you want to um, go see more about it. You just click right on the ad um, and it takes you right to it. There's also videos in there. So a lot of times the the articles that we have or the stories that we have, there'll be videos to go with it. So it's way more interactive than just reading a magazine uh, where you just read the story. And that part's great, but you can, like there was a, an, an article in there about um, shooting big head carp. And a lot of people don't do that because it's a, a different style of bow fishing. Well, there's also a video there to go with it. So you can actually see on top of just reading it on how it's done. So it's really cool to be, you know, to be interactive like that. And it's just, just the next generation of, uh, of a magazine. Yeah. It's crazy because there's not like many companies, like, you know, like you can get Peterson bow hunting and this, that, and the other thing, but how many people really go to the store? It's not like when we were growing up, when we would just go to the, to the local store or whatever pharmacy was where I would get mine. And you, you don't see that stuff no more. Like I would try and look in the rack. Like when we have friends 
that write articles and stuff and, and you don't even see it anymore like you can't even it's it's not even it's like unheard of anywhere i mean up here in liberal usa but yeah no and, it, and i love it and, and the nice thing with the magazine is i have some really great uh what i'm gonna call you know leaders old school guys and they're not all old but they're just you know they're they're veterans of the sport you know, looked up to people that write, you know, in there. And I also have younger, younger guys that, um, you know, really have a different look out or outlook on things that write for me as well. Um, so it, it it's neat because I can bring in all different kinds of things. If I have somebody new that wants to write and has a really good uh, article or idea, I can add to it. I'm not stuck to being at 40 pages or 60 pages. I can make it as big as I want. Um, you know, there's, so there's all kinds of great things we can do and, uh, and we're not tied to any, we're not tied to anything. We can do whatever we want. That's awesome, man. I do. I do want to ask though, what made you get into bow fishing? Like where, where, what point in your life you're like, I just want to go and shoot fish in the face. Like, I mean, I bow fished for, for a long time, just like I do every other sport. Um, when it comes to hunting, not to go off on that side, I like to hunt everything. I like to hunt with every weapon there is from a flintlock muzzleloader uh, and a recurve all the way through to, not that I've shot anything with a recurve in a long time, but every weapon there is. So bow fishing was just one of those other outlets for a long time. And as bow fishing grew, um, I kind of started to grow with it. And, you know, maybe 10 years ago, I don't even know yet, 10, 12 years ago, I started to grow bow fishing more, like shooting more and more. Um, instead of shooting 20 times a year, you know, in the past, we were shooting 40 times a year, you know, and, um, and as bow fishing grew, uh, I saw the market grow, grew, and, and that's kind of where um, it changed for me in, in being just a uh, a hobby of a hunt like I do with so much, so many other species to more of an obsession, you know, that it is now to where, you know, I do guide some trips, but I only do a handful just because I enjoy it. And I like to see new people out and it pays for the, the maintenance on the boat really so that I can go do tournaments and travel the country and, and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, so, you know, I'd say, you know, Really, it just it just as the sport grew, my obsession with it really grew. But you know, I've been bow fishing for a long, long time. My dad, you know, bow fished, you know, years like before I ever even was even born. My dad was bow fishing um, on the banks, you know, in the Susquehanna here in Pennsylvania. It's so crazy because like you like unless you open that door, like there's it. It's like a it's like a hidden industry, right? Like bow fishing, like you don't really see it unless you're in it. Right. Cause like you see like the big tournaments, the, there's a ton of other things, but like where I am anyways, you don't, it's not even talked. Well, here's a little bit different than anywhere else, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does not count. No, you're right. But I mean, for me, like, unless you're like really into it, you don't really know how big it is because there's like giant tournaments that they, that you do and this, that, and the other thing. I mean, it's, it's a huge industry in itself. It is, it is, and it's growing. I mean, um, it's, 
10 times bigger than it was 10 years ago. Um, tomorrow I actually, I'm getting on a plane and I'm flying to South Dakota for the world championships. Um, I'm not driving my boat out there. I'm actually, um, shooting with another team. And the, the, the funny, the interesting thing is, is I'm shooting with a team from California. They're driving 20, I think 22 or 24 hours or something like that. Um, from California with the boat and I'm flying in, um, you know, and that's the greatest thing with this sport is, is, you know, the, the, the brotherhood and the camaraderie, um, you know, with the masses of it is amazing. You know, I got calls today from all kinds of people needing things out there and this and that I'm going in the morning to drive two hours to pick up power maxes and, and converters that I'm taking with me out there because people need stuff. And, uh, but like that tournament there, there's going to be $60,000 in prize money in that tournament. Jesus, You know, it's amazing. So how does it actually work in some of those tournaments? Like you, you've done another tournament recently. It was like the big five. They have like, how does, yeah, how does it so, actually break down? So the, the, the tournament break, the tournament layout is, is really gotten complex um, and really creative, which I love. I like a different formats. Um, the big five is one of my favorite uh, just because it's so creative. You have to shoot five differences, five different species of fish, snakehead, common carp, uh, goldfish, uh, uh, catfish and gar. If you don't kill all five, you can't weigh in. You could have four of those five fish and have more weight than, than anybody else. And you can't weigh in and you can't win. That's you pretty know? cool. So, yeah. So you have to be versatile enough to be able to get all five species of fish. Um, there was actually one guy who had a snakehead and it was about five inches long. And that's what he brought in for his fifth fish, but he could still weigh in. Um so you, you know, that's a great tournament for that, that aspect to be able to have all those different ones, plus have big enough fish, uh, worlds out there. They have two different categories. They have numbers, which is just what it is. The most fish. And, um, you know, that they're, they're expecting, they had a poll today on what you thought the number winner was going to be. And those numbers went from 600 to, I think a thousand fish. And I've seen tournaments wow. where four guys have shot a thousand fish, over a thousand fish in one night, you know, um, I'm not a number. Yeah. I'm not a number shooter shooting a thousand fish with four guys shooting a thousand fish on a night. It's insane. Um, you know, it's, uh, and then the other one is the big 20. So it's 20 fish as big a weight you can get. And to win worlds, I think you're going to have to be over 600 pounds with 20 fish to win worlds this year. So what kind of species have, are you trying to shoot, though? So out there, um, South Dakota, you're going to shoot common carp, buffalo carp, uh, gar. Um, yeah, that's the main um, that you're looking for. Um, there is other species out there. You know, parts of South Dakota has Asians and, um, you know, stuff like that. But they're, they're, they're going to be out of the zone that we're shooting. Um, I think to win... To win worlds, it's going to be common in Buffalo. Um, and then they're going to have, for the numbers, you're going to be looking for what they call dink gar, small little gar, um, maybe shad, stuff like that. Small fish. You don't want big fish for numbers. You want as small as you can shoot and as many as you can find. For those big fish, you're looking for, my opinion, you're looking for big common carp. 
you know, big spawning one, big fat belly full eggs, you know, 40 pounders. Um, and it's going to be know, perfect timing for that. That it is. Well, some lakes it's going to be perfect. Some lakes it may not be. It's going to be an interesting game. So, uh, hmm. but you have lakes and rivers both to fish out there. It's going to be real strategic. You can, there's 14 lakes and the whole Missouri river system through there that you can fish. Wow. 138 teams. And then what do they do? They have like a, like a, a weigh-in spot. So you have to be at a certain place at a certain time. Yep. You got to be at a certain place at a certain time in the morning and then, uh, you know, check in. And then I don't know how long it's going to take to weigh in everybody, Jeez. but it's going to take some time. And like, do so. you guys get like gripe from like haters? Like, is that, that's obviously a growing thing for a lot of you guys. And yeah, it depends. I mean, a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, how you conduct yourself, you know, um, you know, the stingray, the stingray thing was, was a big thing, you know, years ago. And, you know, they, we had fish feel and shark something, all these PETA crazies following us all over the place when we're shooting stingray the stingray we had a tournament we won it back to back two years in a row and had all these videos out there um of people hitting them and doing all kinds of different stuff that they said was so bad and it's interesting we won a tournament two years in a row and we weren't on a single video you know and it just tells you it is that's what it is you know um you know you see a picture here there of Somebody, you know, post a picture of, of somebody dumping fish on a boat launch or something. You know, that's not a real boat fish. I mean, that, that's just, you know, that's some that's a bad egg. And every, you know, every every sport, every everything out there has a few bad eggs that that makes everybody else look bad. You know, and if Absolutely. you look at all the boat fishermen are out there shooting, and every night that are out there, um, if the mass of us we're, we're doing that stuff. There'd be a lot more dead fish everywhere, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, the, the, go ahead. No, a lot of, a lot of the fish that you guys are actually shooting are actually edible or are donated. They are. Yeah. So that's, that's a great point because like the bow fishing association of America is, has come leaps and bounds over the years. Uh, they do so much for our sport now and um, you know, in protecting our sport, um, growing the sport, helping, making sure that, uh, our laws are there and, and all that stuff, but the fish that we have that we can eat like snakehead and, um, tilapia stingray. Um, there's a bunch of them that are just amazing, you know, but if, if they're fish that we can't eat, that we have to keep under control and populate, they're, they're great for a lot of other things, you know, for, uh, fertilizer, for gardens. Um, you know, like there's a master gardener here that we work with that loves when I bring fish because they use it. Um, they're part of the university and they're, they're considered a master gardener. They take these fish and they use them um, in all the gardens and they have like award-winning flowers and all this other stuff. And they can't beat the fish that we give them. I mean, there's no better fertilizer that they can get in their mind, you know? And, uh, and it's amazing. If you take care of it and dispose of it right, it's awesome. And I mean, even people eat carp, like that's filter fish that the Jewish community eats. So, I mean, it's edible. No, and a lot of it's really good. Uh, A guy I know, Justin Walden is in um, uh, Indiana. He shot with us a tournament last year. He uh, um, just made 
I think it was Asian, Asian carp, like the flying carp or the jumping carp. He just made like uh, some kind of fish cakes and uh, the buffalo carp. I, there's an article coming out in our newest magazine. There's actually two different articles in there on, um, on, on not buffalo carp, I'm sorry, big head carp um, on uh, how great they are to eat. Really? So there's two things in there. Matt Schillinger from AMS and um, Rich Porter both have things on there about how good big head carp are to eat. That's awesome. So, yeah. That's a really cool thing. I, I didn't realize that the carp, I mean, like I knew that like some, it's some delicacies in some countries, so on and so forth, but I didn't realize it's like lobster, I guess. Right. Cause they would give it to the peasants and then, then it became like the best. F- so who knows? Carp could be the best eating fish soon, soon down the road. Well, and I mean, I guess regular common carp, there's a, well, I, I know there's a certain time of year when a common carp is firm and there's a certain time of year when a common carp is soft. And when they're soft and mushy, they're not any good. And we've eaten them. We've eaten, you know, firm common carp because I want to, you know, I'm going to try it. I mean, if I'm shooting it, I'm going to try it. And we fried it up and it's not horrible. It, it's edible and it's okay. It's not as good as snakehead or, you know, if I'm going to go out and catch walleye with a rod and reel or something like that, you know. And, and they have to be controlled. So, but I got plenty of people that need them for fertilizer and other stuff. So I'll keep the snakehead and tilapia and things like that. And the stingray, I'll eat all that instead, you know, and put the other stuff for fertilizer. Nothing wrong with that, man. And the, like at those tournaments, like, is there, what, what was like one of like the craziest things that has ever happened to you in one of those tournaments? Cause being out at night, it has to be one of those things like, it's definitely a scary thing or have you had like crazy things happen to you there? We've had all kinds of things happen to us. Oh, um, imagine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from, <laughs> like it, it's, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that happens from like, we were at a big tournament last year and all excited about how we were going to do. And we were in uh, Indiana two seconds, like the first spot we go, Go across this little mud flat, and I was pushing it. Trolling motor was in the mud a little bit. Hit a rock, broke my trolling motor. Rest of the night, we're on a kicker. Two two miles an hour instead of four to five. Broke the drive shaft right off the bat. You know what I mean? And we're fourteen hours from home. You know, and uh, so you it's stop and yeah. It, I mean, it it, it just it, we we just started the tournament, so that's all we have backup. So you either change stop and change the drive shaft or you just keep going with the tr- drop the trolling motor. We were at Potomac big five. We go to this one guy left this spot that we had, we had scouted some big fish and we gave it about an hour. We go up there to, to check out and see if any of the big fish are there that we, you know, we'd scouted the day before and we're looking around and there's no fish at all in the water there. And I mean, there was tons of fish there. I'm like, what the heck? And I hear some voices to my left and that's out in the middle of the water. I'm like what the heck and i turned turned the boat a little bit and there's two people skinny dipping you know <laughs> that's why there's no fish because that's people what swimming. i wanted to hear <laughs> yeah so i mean like we've had like i had one guy come out and they spray us with a hose and scream and yell at us and you know the little strobe lights you see on tv that like that yeah that fake military guy is always on this is the loudest brightest light we get that strobe light all the time you know, like you can't be here. And um, I had a guy come out in front of Oprah's house one time. We were we were fishing right in front of Oprah's house down in, in Delaware. And he came out trying to tell me that he couldn't. 
we couldn't fish in front of Oprah's house. Well, that means we're fishing in front of Oprah's house a lot longer than we were planning on. Yep. Yeah. You know? So, uh, cause people get all kind of weird know. about the big spotlights and stuff. They're like, yeah. And, and I'm super respectful that like my lights are turned down. You know, my lights aren't shining on your house. My Jenny's are quiet. You know, my music isn't blasting. And, uh, but if you want to come out and be a jerk, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to turn my music up, but you know, I'm going to slowly leave instead of leave quick, you know? Um, but I'm not going to stay there and just be a jerk. I'm just going to slowly leave. And, uh, cause I ain't got time to deal with nobody, you know? Look, have you ever had the law come and give you a hard time on some of this? You know, it's funny because the, the law's been pretty good. Um, I mean, I've dealt with the law with it, you know, um, you know, but they, they're most of the time they're pretty good with asking first. And, uh, and, you know, it's funny, most of the time they know, uh, it's almost like they've dealt with the people that, that are calling in before. Mm-hmm. So they'll go, Oh, so-and-so called in and said, you were doing this, this, and this, and I'll go, you know, we film just about everything. You know, you know that we've got GoPros going, you know, everywhere. So we're pretty much and big cameras and everything else. So we're pretty much covered. And I'll, and I'll go, I can show you footage of exactly what we got going on. And this is exactly what happened. And I'll go, okay, no problem. We've dealt with her before or him before, you know, you're good. And, uh, and, and, and the nice thing with my boat too, is I have my boat set to where like everything from life vest to, the fire extinguishers, the throwables, everything is, is visual, like from the outside, you pull up to my boat, you can see every aspect of what you need to see for me to be legal. So you don't even have to ask me to pull out something. So they love to see that because when they pull up, they go, Oh, I don't have to ask you to see anything. You know, I think you brought up a very valid point and it's not only for bow fishing. I think it's, it's, it's good for all hunting aspects because obviously I mean, in the hunting community, there's a lot of things that are against us, right? Because, like, I think there's more people against us than there is there for us. And filming is one of those things that, like, is such a positivity. There's a positive thing to have and do. Like, even if it is a GoPro and be have it running because there is those one-offs. Like, I think uh, bow fishing is like waterfowl hunting. Because waterfowl hunting, we deal with a lot of people also. And I bet you, Nick, yourself, Steven, that's like just dealing with the people with the waterfowl hunt because everyone loves ducks and this, that, and the other thing. And everyone loves carp and they love fish and they like they like seeing it. So even having a camera up and being able to show that to somebody, like if something ever is to go wrong, because I've been in a couple of different scenarios like yourself and having to be like, oh, this is my camera footage. This is what happened, actually. And you always have it wrong and you don't have to worry about it. Yep, duck hunting is is, um, is anymore, especially if you're in a lake that has good fishing. Because, you know, I mean, I love bass fishing, but <clears throat> too many times I'd be duck hunting, you know, and you got your, your fishing guys that, that want to, you know, get too close to you, you know, or kayakers that want to, you know, keep moving in on you. And, uh, and they come right over and, you know, they see the decoys and they want to paddle over to the decoys and get in your decoy spread. You're trying to hunt, you know. And then, you know, you politely tell them to leave because you're hunting and they take it the wrong way. You know, we had a lady one time we were up in upstate New York. I went up there for opening teal season, teal and woody season. And this lady in a sailboat literally was sailing around our decoys and would not leave. Literally, because she didn't like the duck hunters. And we just called the warden nicely 
and he came out and he took care of the situation. But it was one of those things. Yeah. What the hell, man? Eventually, they'll learn that they can be punished for harassing hunters, too. That's a very well, good certain point. states. Certain states, yeah, certain states. It's a lot. It's a lot more um, serious than other states. With, with, oh, with the hunter harassment laws. Yeah, they get pretty. They get you know. Any, oh, go ahead. It, it just the the big key is is that they have most states. You have to have have proof that they've actually messed up your hunt. That they physically caused you, like, to not get game or messed your game up, you know. Without that, that's that's where it usually is just a little slap on the wrist, you know, and they get away with it. Well, if you're running a camera, you got all you need to stand on. Right. It's crazy. It's nuts. It's it's nuts what people will do, and especially, I mean, you probably get it a lot about with the European carp fishermen and so on and so forth. Like showing up at tournaments or kind of pushing you What's away. What's a European carp fisherman? I don't know. I know nothing about him. <laughs> Never Here been. Here we one. go. Oh, is that one of those people that? Oh, that's those people that catch carp with a rod and reel. Yeah. Oh, did you? You used to do that, didn't you? Nope. Never done it. Never been there. <laughs> oh. Okay. We'll let that one go. <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> I ain't touching it. No, I, actually, ooh, go ahead. I was gonna say I I won't touch that with a ten foot carp pole. Ooh, they use twelve footers, but no. <laughs> How would you know? <laughs> no, it's just one of those things. I, I I don't know because that community is weird. Like if you get wrapped up in it, like because they they care for those fish, and I don't think that they realize what actual nuisance they are. I didn't realize until I actually bowfished for the first time on how many carp there actually is in some waterways, like, and how much they affect the waterways. It's insane. I have a buddy and I'm, I won't say his name cause he'll probably listen to this podcast that is, uh, in another country and he loves, he loves his carp fishing over there, but he also loves to bow hunt. And, uh, and he loves hunting in general, but he can't hunt over there. And, uh, and I, I, I PM him pictures all the time, you know, and he sees all my pictures all the time and he's coming to visit soon. And he will, he will shoot a carp in the face when he's here, but I won't be able to post a picture. I know how that goes. Um, I've been there, done that. Yep. Cause his boys will string him up, but you know. And I would See, love thing, to. I, uh, oh, I'd love off. to shoot one of those big mirrors over there. <laughs> they they got some big ones. But do you know how they do that? Honestly, they do it through management, and they manage the fish like we do whitetails. They cut out some of the small ones, the ones that aren't going to get big enough. But I don't understand when they when 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 European carp fishing came stateside that it was about like save every single carp, like the bow fishermen should work with the regular carp fishermen, right? Because it would make it so that the fish are bigger because they're managing them like big whitetails. Instead, we're just going to let them run, run rampant. Wouldn't you want to have people like us manage them? Listen, you're right. You know what? I need to come up by your house and I want to work with the, I'd like to work with the the local carp fishermen. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to put this, I'm going to put this out there. 
any of the local carp fishermen up in um up in up in trevor's area up there um that would like to work together with me um i'll work with you let's talk about you know this trophy management i'll work with you just contact me let's talk about how we can manage these trophy these trophy carp i'm all about it let's let's, let's make a plan on you know finding these big trophy carp and um and managing some of them you know, especially the ones that are 50, 60 pounds. And because um, <laughs> yeah. they, they have an actual limit on them. You can only shoot like in our trophy, our trophy carp areas. You can only shoot three carp or kill, have a career limit of three carp. Yeah. I, hey, if I could shoot three 50 pounders a night, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good management. Yes. Right. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's work together. Let's work. Let's all be one family. Good positivity. That's right. Right. You guys catch him and let him go. Keep letting him go. Let him grow big. And then I'll come shoot him in the face. That's what's up. Well, so. why don't you go into telling everybody about what Mob Squad Outdoors is and kind of what you do with that? And Cool. So, yeah, the mob, I mean, the Mob Squad really is um, started off just, you know, was was you know the boat fishing brand and um and kind of transitioned to hunting a little bit too uh because when it's not um uh when it's not hunting um you know we're we're boat fishing so um you know i love the the whole the whole idea of of the mob squad idea just because you know, the whole mafia feel and the family and the loyalty thing, um, just kind of, I mean, my, my Italian heritage is kind of where it started, but just all about the, the family and loyalty, uh, side of things was just, just, it's just amazing because, you know, the outdoor industry itself, and you've heard me go this angle is, uh, my group has a lot of loyalty. So my friends, we have a lot of loyalty, but there's a lot of people that don't have a lot of loyalty and, uh, and I don't like that. So, um, if you've got loyalty and, uh, and you're cool, we welcome you in. So, uh, you can be that's part of the squad. Where it was, yeah. You know what I mean? My, my, our tagline is respect the family and, um, you know, so, uh, and the family can be as big as, as big as it'll grow. You know, it's, uh, you know, we don't discriminate. We don't, you know, come on in and, uh, but just, just have each other's back and, and be cool. Um, so it just kind of started from there and, and I love all the different angles and, and designs and stuff that we can do with the whole mafia, you know, kind of feel, um, and, uh, that just kind of turned into our apparel line, which is absolutely crushing it. Um, you know, with shirts, hats, decals, our decals are stupid. I mean, I can't even keep up with getting them out. It's absolutely bonkers. And, and that's stupid, that respect the family decal is bonkers. You know, it's just because everybody can relate to that. You know, um, doesn't matter if it's my family, your family, whatever. And, um, cause everybody's been burned and, uh, but no, it just, um, you know, it's just kind of grown from there. The social media has blown up and, uh, we love just dropping great content, um, doing cool videos, 
you know, if it's bow fishing season, we're trying to do bow fishing videos. If it's, you know, if it's deer season, we do some deer, deer videos and uh, always try to drop funny memes and, you know, sharing videos and cool stuff from other people too, you know, um, but it all kind of ties together. You know what I mean? It flows with the bow fishing magazine. It flows with, you know, our other partners, whether it's tree stand buddy or, you know, Muzzy or Zeus or, you know, anybody that we work with. Outdoor drive. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> so, so not only are you a bow fisherman, but you're also a hunter too. And you travel and do a ton of hunting. Yeah. So what, what's, yeah, do. what do you I, think? I mean, was, had... Go ahead. No, tear it up. Yeah. Never mind. Go. Nope. Do it. No, you're fine. Go <laughs> ahead. You just say, what was your first? Go ahead. I was, no, no, I wanted, I wanted to know, I want to know what your favorite thing that you've hunted in the past you know i i get i get asked two questions usually what my favorite thing that, that i hunted was and uh what the craziest thing i hunted was and they're there and because i get asked so much you'd think I'd, I'd i'd think about the answer to that more because i get asked so much um the favorite my favorite things that I hunted were, I, I, I've kind of got that one figured out and it would be my daughter's first buck that she shot with a bow um, by far and my son's stingray. Um, that was a world record. Those two um, were both by far my funnest trips um, and my wife's um, uh, goose hunt that she did. Um, they were just, those ones were, um, you know, all just amazing just because they were my family. Um, you know, and, and they're just memorable watching. Cause I love watching other people, especially my family shoot stuff and get excited. Um, you know, so, you know, they're, they're just, they're the most memorable. You know, I get more worked up than they do, um, you know. Right. Because they don't really realize what it, what it, what it is, right, at first? To you, they anyway? And it, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you think of that song where they, they think we're just, you know, they think we're fishing, you know. And, uh, and you look at it and it's, it don't matter, like, my wife shot this snow goose the one time. And thank God we were using this shot called specter shot that had a different color shot in it because she kept saying that i shot the goose and when and when we looked at it you could see the different color shot and i'm like nope it's yours you shot that you know and it was a hammer of this greater snow goose you know um you know and her smile was big and you know when my my daughter shot that buck and the buck walked in and she's drinking a bottle of water and she finishes the bottle of water at the end and you know, when you finish that bottle of water and it crinkles and crackles at the end because there's no water left. At, and she did that and it crackled so loud. And I'm like, you can't do that, Harley. I was like, you can't. And she's like, and I look up and there's a buck standing there. And it heard that and it runs away. Uh, you can't make this up. Now, my daughter's got a rabbit foot, like in her pocket, 20, like not literally, figuratively, 24-7. And she goes, just, just grunt, dad. It'll come back in. I'm like, it don't work that way. She goes, just grunt. I grunt. Ten minutes later, the buck walks right back into food. Buck. I'm like, it don't work that. And I'm telling you, I had 
I had a vertical bow, I had a crossbow, I had a camera, I had like blankets, snacks. I drove the four wheeler 20 yards from the food plot and parked it in behind a tree because I had too much stuff to carry. Nothing was supposed to come in that night, you know? And she shoots with this crossbow and she shoots it in the jugular in the throat. Didn't even hit it behind the shoulder. And it runs off. And she had me so excited. I get out of the blind with her 10 minutes later and it's bleeding like a stuck pig. And we walk 50 yards and the thing jumps up and takes off running. And I'm like, I know better to get out of the blind. But she's got her lucky rabbit foot. We go back out the next morning and it ran 80 yards and balled up dead. You know? <laughs> wow. And she she just thinks we're we're fishing. You know what I mean? Or out hunting. No big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just, I'm just, just a like, normal oh. day. Right. You know? And this girl, is, she's just turned 20 and she's killed. I lost track. I think she's killed nine or ten bucks already. She's a machine. She's a machine. She killed three bucks in two days one time. You know, in between Delaware and Maryland. She's an absolute machine. And, uh, you know. And then so, you have little Bo breaking world records. Yeah. You know, it's just, I mean, I don't know if he'll ever catch her, but, you know, I mean. <laughs> Maybe you know, in a different reason, realm. Yeah. I mean, she'll catch her if, if she, because she's being responsible now with college and stuff. That's the only reason he's going to catch her. If she doesn't be, you know she's got a head start a pretty good head start but um you know she's actually going with world out to worlds with me to help me um oh, tomorrow awesome. but yeah she's my og so that's like my you know she's my og gangster hunter so um but yeah that's i mean that's you know that's that's probably my favorite stuff but i've been blessed i mean i had a guy one time asked me if i ever hunted i forget where it was somewhere and I said, man, I always wanted to hunt there. And it was like Tennessee for deer or something like that. Or something, I forget what it was. And like a day later, I go, I hunted there. I shot a buck there. Or, you know what I mean? And I was like, crap, I've been so blessed. And hunted so many places that I forgot I hunted there. You know? And this was years ago. And I'm like, that's crazy. Because I, I, I mean, I had TV show. I had a TV show when I was 20. And then um, I had the opener for like seven years. That show was, you know, on... Mav TV and Sportsman's Channel and Pursuit Channel, and now we've pulled away from all that. We did broad, we did digital for a while, and now our whole new angle is all this, um, which will be cool for everybody to see here going forward. We've got some really cool stuff coming out in the future with the Mob Squad stuff. Um, uh, it's going to be all just short content with celebrities and stuff like that coming up in the future. So that's awesome, man. But no, I'm definitely. Yeah, I'm definitely blessed. And a lot of it, you know, it's between my wife having my back, my friends, you know what I mean? I mean, you guys have, um, you know, been great. You know, we've built a good relationship over the years now. And um, and it's all about friends and, and loyalty. I couldn't be where I'm at without without all that. Absolutely, man. Well, you've kind of answered the last question and you might even you might even know what I'm about to ask. But um, what drives you outdoors, Nick? Um, I'm still looking for it, to be honest with you, you know, and, uh, and I think that's part of the reason that I do so much. There's so much left. There's so much left to be done. I think for me, you know, 
I think that that might sound a little deep, maybe. Um, yeah, elaborate on this. I want. Part I of it hear might this. be. Yeah, it might. It, part of it might be that I just, you know, that I, I, I guess, I always think about a little bit of the legacy. You know that you leave for people, um, and then a part of me goes, I don't care really what people think of me, what I leave. I want to leave stuff for my, for my kids and stuff. Um, but I also want my kids to do better and bigger. Um, but I think that there's just, there's so much more, um, different, interesting, like the bow fishing magazine is, is a different, interesting thing. So I'm always searching for something that other people haven't done that is different. Um, it's a hard one to explain. I just, I, I guess I haven't, uh, I just haven't found it yet. Like the, uh, my hundred percent, I love consulting. I love helping businesses grow. That's what I do with tree stand buddy, you know, and I've done it with lots of other companies. I help make companies that, um, whether a company is doing really well and wants to do better or a company struggling and wants to do better. That's one, one thing that I've been blessed with in my life is I can help make them better um, with marketing, with, with consulting. I love to do that. And I love to help people in every aspect. Um, so that's my base. And then, uh, but there's just, uh, there's a calling and, you know, there's a drive there. I, I just keep grinding. I get it. <laughs> and I, I don't know how to explain it. I, you know, so sorry, it wasn't a, it's no. not a it's not a super there's a lot there yet but it'll it'll come together soon i just it's it's like it's like being, it's like being the hunter and have to go over the next knoll you have to always see what's over the next hill what's what's across the next river what's you know what i'm saying like you, you're that guy that's got to be out yeah. there looking for it trying to find that next what's the next thing yeah it is and it's just and i fight i fight daily not to get spread too thin um, but then I look at, there's so much and I watch all these people that just don't, they complain that they don't have, or they complain that, um, other people have, and I watch them not do, if that makes sense. Um, and most people call them haters, you know, and, uh, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> So I did go there and, uh, but I I went there tactfully because that's what it is. You know, it's, uh, if you, if you, um, you know, if if you see that you don't have, or you're not going somewhere with it and somebody else is, you're not doing so. Um, and I got a lot more to go, which means I'm going to have a lot more haters, which makes me smile. Haters fuel the fire, right? They do. And I'm so passive about it right now. Normally I'm so aggressive about it, you know, cause I love the haters yeah, I, and I, it means I'm doing it right. Well, it's, it's cause you shed all that weight off literally. Maybe it, it's, it you know, away. It's, yeah, it, it might be. And it's, you know, you might, uh, you guys, you caught me on a really, a really calm day today, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. And, uh, no, it's not, you know, um, but no, I mean, life is good. It really is. I've been blessed and um, 
I've really been in this like Zen passive, just happy with everything. And, um, but that's, that's, it's not to be twisted with my grind because, because my drive is, my drive is harder than ever. It's just, it's just, it's just chill, but it's 2022 is going to be on fire. I think it is like, don't, don't take my kindness for weakness kind of thing. Right, Nick? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it is, it's, it's, there's so much, Oh, there's so much 2022 is going to be fire. And this summer is going to be fire. I got some, I got some stuff coming this summer. That's going to be hot. I got some, 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 some interesting friends coming in this summer to do some interesting things that'll, that'll pop off on social that everybody should look out if they want to see some really cool stuff. Um, I'm going to be doing some traveling this summer. We're going to be uh, shooting some stuff probably that's going to exceed seven foot long. I'll say that. Nice. Um, yep. We got my mind working already. Some stuff, I think. Yeah. Hmm. We're going to be shooting some stuff that's probably going to exceed seven foot long. Um, we're going to be shooting some stuff that is probably going to exceed, I'm sure a bunch of stuff. It's going to exceed 170 pounds. Um, I've got some really cool people coming in that will make some things, some heads turn, some haters hate, um, all that kind of good stuff. You're leaving a we lot. Got, of we got the crumble new cake behind you. I like crumble cake. I'm just uh, <laughs> I started to get a little wound up. I just dropped. Um, <laughs> the new the, the the new muddy water, um, muddy water outdoors makes these awesome shirts. They're a performance shirt, um, and in July we got the new Mob series coming out. Their whole bowfishing line of shirts. Um, so make sure you check out Muddy Water Camo. They're uh, they have these performance shirts. The first one in their line is the new. It's a mirror cart shirt. Um, I just put a teaser up for that um, on social. That shirt is freaking sick. Um, but they're all their bow fishing line of shirts now is all the mob series. So that's all mob squad approved. And that's all, you know, we're part of that design. So that's coming out in July. So that's gonna, that's gonna be freaking hot. Um, so Matt and the boys over there, um, you know, I've been working with this on that. That's going to be freaking fire. So, so yeah. Awesome. It's, well, brother, where can everybody find all this information at? So uh, social media, um, Mob Squad Outdoors, Bowfishing Magazine, um, Mob Squad TV, Instagram, same thing, um, MobSquadBowfishing.com, uh, BowfishMagazine.com, you know, and uh, same with Nick Sampson. Uh, it's Nick Sampson. Um, it's Big Nick on Twitter. I should change it soon to it's medium, Nick, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, I was going to say. <laughs> you know, so I still think it's always going to be it's big Nick. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's just, we're you know, just doing our thing. So outstanding. Well, it's been a pleasure and I'm glad you were able to cut some time out of your busy schedule to sit down and jaw jack with us goofballs. So we appreciate it. It's always nice having you on. Cool. And uh, everybody, yeah, no, it's fun. I uh, now go ahead. 
Let her rip. No, I said there must be a little delay. I said, I said I was gonna say I I uh, appreciate you guys having me on, and it's always fun to hang out with you guys. You guys always got exciting, fun stuff to do, and your podcast has come leaps and bounds, and you guys are crushing it, absolutely crushing it. Yeah, much appreciated. It means a lot, brother. You've been there literally from the beginning, so it's fun getting that full circle review. Well, everybody out there listening, you know where to find them. And if you want anything to do with getting into the bow fishing industry, this is the place to start. So make sure you get on over there, check everything out, like follow along, get on the all, all the new information and keep up with some of the tournaments coming up. Let's wish them luck at the world because I think they're going to crush it. And until then, thanks for taking the ride right here on the Outdoor Drive. Mm-hmm.